before we begin the podcast, it's just a quick message from me, the Skeptic Crusader, the ghost host. Uh, I just want to let you know that in this episode, we're going to very briefly touch on the topic of suicide. We do try and like skirt away from going into it as much as we can. Um, but if you are affected by things like that, um, take it from the both of us, two people who have struggled with mental health, reach out, get help, talk to people. It really does help. Um, but with that said, we really hope you enjoy this episode. Early this morning, when you knocked upon my door, early this morning, when you knocked upon my door. Hello, my paranormal people, and welcome to episode six. Yes, I give up. It's episode six. That was a verse from the legendary blues guitarist Robert Johnson. This week, we delve into the human need to have more and the devil's desire to deliver that path paved with gold. But for what price? Your eternal soul. From the movie Crossroads to the Netflix special Devil at the Crossroads, and let's not forget the good old Crowley from the hit CW show Supernatural, we're talking about the legendary tales of the Crossroad Demons. And asking the question, can I sell my soul for a better life? And above all, is it worth the price to pay? We're back, and one step closer to making the Skeptic Crusader a believer. I've got a sneaky feeling Ben already is. As you guys know, it would not be a Dust Till Sean episode without our friendly neighbourhood ghost host, Mr. Ben Owen. Ben, the Skeptic Crusader, if you pardon the pun, how the devil are you? How the devil am I? I, Sean Courtney, am very, very good today. I'm exhausted, but I'm good, and I'm happy to be here. Fantastic. I don't know why you're exhausted, to be fair. Long, long work week. Long, long work week. Oh, I tell you. Never mind, though. Anyway, Ben, listen. Yo. Before we get started, let's get this legal chisel out of the way. And as I sing the Skeptic Blues, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. So, now that's all out of the way, it's time to get the most important question of all. Ben. Do you believe in the legend of the Crossroad Demon? See, yes and no. I think... I believe in demons. I believe in a lot of demonic lore. Yeah. I don't know if I'm fully sold on this one. Uh, admittedly, it isn't a topic that I've kind of looked into a lot. So okay. I'm here to learn this week. You're here to learn. I'm here to learn. Track one. For those of you that wonder why you know, Ben might sound a little bit pre... Um, uh, pre-organized, or he's got something on his mind. He's playing with the uh, with the with the laser pen in the office. <laughs> laser pen, boys. Anyway, let's get back into the oranges, my guys. First of all, much like supernatural law, the myth of the crossroad comes from an Af comes from Africa, and some of its traditions brought to the U.S. and the Mississippi with its slave population. The story goes that if two if weeks you... in a row we're talking about slavery now. I know. 
But 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 it, it it's really like happy podcast, mate. Honestly, I'm telling you, slavery has got a lot to blame for law. Uh, the <laughs> the story goes that if you need something bad enough, you can make a deal with Satan and go to the crossroad at midnight and wait until he shows up. Not like a boss. The stuff you need to do, and we'll cover that later. It's like a train. It's just constantly late. It's like, oh, where is it? It's one in the morning now. <laughs> Been working all day. All I want is a million quid. Now, a crossroad is place is, is a place where a choice has to be made. So a crossroad usually symbolizes the moments where decisions will will have an important consequence, but where different choices are still possible. So essentially, is you turn left, you turn right, or you go forward. Yes. Before Ben jumps on that, did you at any point when you were writing this episode yeah. think about the Blazing Squad song Crossroads? No. Did you at the crossroads, crossroads, crossroads? No, I didn't. I don't know why I didn't as well. No, I did. Literally, I was just kind of editing, so I don't properly read your scripts, but I edit through right, where I need to. Right. So I I read the intros, I read the outros, things uh -huh. like that. But then, obviously, like, I just add segment titles where I need to. And then I was, like, I literally saw the words Crossroads, and for, like, a day, I was like, see you at the Crossroads, Crossroads. I'll be honest with you, I was listening to Robert Johnson's album when, when I was writing this, I was getting very, very inspired by the gentleman, and, and obviously the myth behind him, and again, we'll cover that later. Uh, but that it made me remind myself a little bit of uh, Eric Clapton's album, Crossroads. See, I'm not a big... Uh... Eric Clapton fan. To be fair, I am old enough to be your grandpappy, so you're old enough to be my dad. Maybe. I I I come from Doncaster in intake. Trust me, I'm old enough to be your grandpappy. It's true. Uh, anyway, let's we, we, we digress again then. So in folklore, the crossroads may represent a location between the worlds, and as such, a site where supernatural spirits can be contacted, and paranormal paranormal events, in fact can take place. <laughs> Symbolically, it can mean a place where two realms touch and therefore represent a place literally neither here nor there. And before I continue, Ben, yeah, boy, Ben was going to, Ben was introducing a very serious part of the, a part of the beginning of the, of, of the podcast. And he wanted to make sure this message was given and, and he messed up and he had to re-record it. But that's mean to bring that up. I never, Bring up your mistakes on the podcast. You bring up my spelling mistakes. You bring up when I say something wrong. What? You just brought up that I I couldn't say paranormal for a this, second. This never happens. I haven't done it. I don't. I don't know to what you are referring. That's what she said. This never happens. Okay, you're married. Why is she saying that? <laughs> I'm, I'm married to one of the witches that escaped Salem. That's funny. In the UK. There was a tradition of burying criminals at su uh, and suicides at the crossroads. This may have been due to the crossroad marking, marking the boundaries of a settlement coupled with the desire to bury those outside of the law. Or, oh, I'll, I'll say what you were meaning to say. You were going to say this may have been due to the crossroads marking the boundaries of a settlement coupled with the desire to bury those outside of the law outside of the settlement correct which basically means that if you broke the law they didn't want you within their settlement they didn't want you within their village so they want you to put you outside of that settlement and that's sort of a little bit like if you've ever watched the the film highlander uh where they send him and banish him away same I've, sort of thing i've watched one episode of outlander does that help no it's completely different 
Honestly. <laughs> so I said Highlander, and you go with Outlander. Well, I'd Lander. I oh. played Skylanders once. Brilliant. <laughs> also, that many rows would confuse the dead. So crossroads were also commonly used as a place for criminal punishment and execution, which may have also been the reason for it being the site of a suicidal burial and suicide was considered a crime at that time. The ritual of crossroad burial dates back to the Anglo-Saxon times. I've got to blame the Saxons. Always. <laughs> and, continue, and continued until it was abolished in 1823. So a little bit like there's some there's some sort of laws in in different in different um, areas of, of you know of the world where if you are buried without your head you don't know where you're going you just continue to roam the roam the earth it's true it's true you roam the earth uh, if you weren't buried with the coins on your eyes you couldn't play the boatman so again you couldn't you couldn't go to the afterworld what they thought was is when you when you resurrected or when you went to your resting place, if you was buried at a crossroad, you didn't know where to go and you roam the earth as a spirit. But surely in that situation, like, you've got a 25% chance of getting it right. Well, I mean, no. Well, but the crossroads, you can go backwards, you can go forwards, you can go left or you can go right. Which means if you were buried there and you woke up as a spirit and you don't know which direction... It's not the paranormal cha-cha slide, Ben. But, like, why don't they know where slide to go? to lift. Slide to the right. Take it back now, y'all. But they only have, like... Two halves. There's, there's four options. No, there is. Wait. But because they didn't know whether, you know, what they were doing, where to go, they got confused. They don't know. They're ghosts. Yeah, but they're ghosts who were once people who would understand the concept of a crossroad is you either have to go north, south, east, or west. So do the spirits not think like, oh, well, now it's... it's, not, it's not, need to... Do you know when they get, when, you know when they come out as a ghost and they, they, they need to go to find their maker? So there's not a guy going, oh, do you go left? Do you go right? Do you go... It's just not a, it's not a demon. I think there is. I think like a Grim Reaper, Paddy McGuinness. In, 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 <laughs> in a golden uh, sort of sequin yeah. gown. There. <laughs> like, Ladies and gentlemen, what let the, the demon see the heavens. Oh, you took the wrong way. Oh, you're going to be haunting Sheffield. <laughs> which we love to haunt Sheffield. I know, I know. And my favourite thing is that um, uh, Rihanna did a song about Sheffield. Go on, say the joke. We found love in a hopeless place. <laughs> you're from Intake. Yeah, my, my, I didn't say we found love, love in a dreadful place, did we? And <laughs> hope in Sheffield. There is hope in Sheffield and, above all, there's a really nice bar that makes really nice pancakes, apparently. Yeah. Mm, I want to try it. Anyway, we digress again, Benjamin. Crossroad demons are tasked with buying souls for hell through deals with humans. Ah, oh, cool. A point in sending your dog can't happen. These deals consist of the demon granting a human a wish in exchange for ownership of that person's soul, resulting in the person dying and going to hell to be transformed into a demon upon death. Okay. Questions that I have. I want to hear your questions. Question one. What if I am at the crossroads around midnight for a completely different reason? There's a ritual you have to do. so that Okay, so like if I just stood by some crossroads like, oh man, my, my Uber's meant to be here any minute. Yeah. And a demon just shows up. I don't like, I'm not obligated to be like, 
okay, I'll give you my soul for an Uber. Like, <laughs> it is still a choice. It is still a choice. Can yeah. you back out of this deal? Uh, if you've you summoned the demon, no. you'd be like, I don't want to do it anymore. No, that what? angers him. Oh, that angers him. What about my consumer right? <laughs> she can't go, actually. <laughs> it's been 30 days and I want to return it. Hold on a second. Let me give Martin Lewis a call. Listen, Martin, I've got a problem here. This demon here wants to, you know. Martin, how are you with the occult? <laughs> <laughs> because I made a deal with the devil. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, Homer Simpson got aware of it, so there's obviously an option. That's true. I like the episode in The Simpsons where Bart sells his soul to Millhouse and then he can't get into the quickie mark because automatic doors won't open for you if you don't have a soul. Yeah. And you can't breathe on glass and, and write in it. My favourite one is, how, how, how has it got to be Flanders that's the devil? <laughs> it has to be. If someone irritates you that much, mm. like if you think about it from a religious point of view, if someone makes you hate religion, right? maybe that is the devil. Because surely that's what he wants to do. He wants to make you hate Christianity. Right. So that makes me believe that Ned Flanders is the devil. But that's for a different podcast, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the devil right there, yeah. Join us next week on um, on the Simpsons chat where no, we'll be discussing no. every true house of horror. Yes, I don't know how to go on to the next section because let's be fair, you've got a really funky thing to it. What do I do, Ben? Okay. Track two. Get in the blues. Boom, boom, boom. Is that the blues? Yeah, the village. Do, 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 do. Woke up one morning, had um, to do a podcast with Ben. I was thinking the the song that kind of starts the same, but it's like R and B, and it's on some perfume advert. Beautiful. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about all things Robert Leroy Johnson. Now, I have to say, his music is phenomenal. Yeah, I listened to one of his albums on Wednesday. Yeah, might have been Tuesday. Yeah, I listened to his album. Good album. It's a good album. I've got the complete collection right here. The complete collection. You can't see it, but I'm gonna make a little noise. Uh and it's got the it's got the art, it's got the song on about uh, you know, going to the crossroads and, and, and seeing the devil and crossroad blues is on there. Um it's a phenomenal album. Uh it really is. I feel sorry for this chap because I was doing a bit of research of my own about him hmm. and found out that his wife went away to her, her old home to go and have a baby, and then she died, and the baby died before he managed to get there. Uh, yes, that's true. Because he was off, uh, he was off playing the blues because his wife wouldn't let him. It's terrible. It's a sad story. I there's I watched remastered on um, remastered the the the, the blue, master of the blues mm. whatever it's called. It's yeah, called remastered is the series. It's on Netflix. It's really good. Look it up. I actually genuinely wanted to watch. That. I've not watched it, but I do know it's about his 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 sort of. Um, life story. But anyway, Robert Leroy Johnson was an American blues musician and a songwriter. His landmark recordings in 1936 and 1937 displayed a combination of singing, guitar, guitar skills and songwriting talent that has influenced later generations of musicians and he is now recognised as the master of the blues, particularly the Delta Blues, which Elvis brings up quite a lot. Does he? I am not and familiar with the works of this Elvis. You're not familiar? Elvis Presley. Never have I listened to Elvis Presley. You've never listened to a Elvis Presley song? No. Wow. <laughs> wow. I don't believe him, but wow. 
It is genuinely true. It just it doesn't fascinate me. Would you have you never heard that that song that came out back in the day? Little less conversation, little more. Oh, that Elvis. That's Elvis. Actually, I listened to one Elvis song. Viva Las Vegas. Nope. You've never heard Viva. I mean, mm. it's on TV all the time. I know of the song, but I've heard covers of it. So you listen to Elvis? No, I've listened to someone singing Elvis. Okay. Well, anyway, listen. Let me tender. Um, over my head. I'm assuming that's one of his songs, but I don't know. I haven't listened to it. I uh, I can't help falling in love with you, and that's not uh, that's not me telling you. Listen to the Buble version. Yeah. Yeah. And Buble was influenced by El- Elvis. Correct. I'm aware sense. of that. Thank you for. Who taught Elvis how to dance? God. Forrest Gump. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've seen I've seen Forrest Gump. Not a great movie. Hmm. That's for another podcast. But anyway, guys, obviously, you know, he, he, he particularly mastered uh, the blues and the Delta blues. And closely associated with his life is that he sold his soul to the devil at a local crossroads to achieve musical success. His music had a small but influential following during his life and the two decades after his death. Yes. So what's your thoughts on that? He sold his soul to well. the devil. I definitely think he has something to do with the crossroads, and I'm going to play you 10 seconds of something as to why. Oh, wait, wait, hold on, can I? Oh, yeah. This is a really good song. I'm only going to play you that bit of the song. But, like, he literally says in the beginning of a song called Crossroad Blues, I went to the crossroads, fell down on my knees, and then he prayed. And then, like, I'm assuming made a deal with um, our pal from previous episodes. Told Lucy. Satan. Told Lucy. Came down. to date someone called Lucy, but L-U-C-I. Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> the Lord moving the spirits waving. Yes, he does. So, why did Robert Johnson sell his soul? But that's the question that needs to be asked. Why did he do it, Ben? Wanted to play guitar good. Wanted to play guitar good, didn't he? Wanted to play guitar. Didn't want to learn. That was what he said. He said to, uh, to the devil. You around. Oh, please. I, I want to play guitar good. In it. Yes. Let me play guitar good. That's how he said it as well. <laughs> He's uh, a little cockney boy. You can't tell from it. <laughs> he grew up to be Oliver. Uh, so Robert Johnson stands at, the, stands at the crossroads of, an, of American music. Much, is, much as it is rumoured that he once stood at the Mississippi crossroads and sold his soul to the devil in exchange for his unique musical gift. Now, Robert Johnson, hold on, Ben's got his hand up, although nobody in the podcast can see that. Yeah, but I knew that you were going to say it. Um, really quickly, I need you to do something for me. Go. Close your eyes. Tell me how you spell Mississippi. Um, no. No, I'm dyslexic. <laughs> don't pick on my uh don't pick on my anybody else that's out there that's dyslexic. I just wanted to see if you could spell it. No, I can't. I find it fun to hear people say how to spell it. I find it I find it I find it I mean dyslexia is a horrible thing sometimes, but I, I find it very, very difficult to sort of kind of words that should be simple to spell I can't spell. Words that are really difficult to spell I can't like spell. Mississippi. So essentially Scrabble's not my game. M I S S I S I-P-P-I? I mean, all I know is where your PPI can get some money back, so... Not anymore. Damn it, PPI is done. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, Robert Johnson, <laughs> king of the Delta Blues, guitar marvel, womanizer. <laughs> womanizer. 
reason cry. It's a great song, Ben. It is. It's a great song. But we digress. And uh, let me get back to that, Ben. I'm going to repeat that now, Ben. You've you've made this bit that you've put at the top says, oh, 10 minutes. It's gone longer now, isn't We've it? We've got time to film it. <laughs> Robert Johnson, King of the Delta Blues, Guitar Marvel, Womanizer, Hobo, Packed Maker with the Devil, has never been more popular than today. More than half a century after his premature death, in 1938, at the age of 27. I, fun fact, was a premature birth at the age of zero. Uh, now, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Howard. Okay, what is the thing? And we will cover this a little bit more, so I'm not going to go too much into it, but there is a thing called the 27 clock. There are many, many, many artists out there that have passed away at the age of 27. Amy Winehouse. Amy Winehouse being one of them. Juice World. Exactly. There's many, many, many. And what they, uh, what, what the phenomenon is called is the 27 Club. But these are people that once upon a time you never heard of. Yeah. Then all of a sudden they hit the, the music scene or the you know acting scene and, the, and, the, and they are big in their field. And what they do, they are big in their field. And it, Jimi oh, Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix. Oh, honestly. It's guitarists. I've got to call my brother. It's guitarists. <laughs> you've got six years, <laughs> and then you've got to stop playing your guitar or you'll die. Put it down. It's a bit like, it's a bit, it's a bit like the, uh, um, that girl that came out of the telly, isn't it? In the, in the ring. That's what's happening. Uh, you can play the guitar to your 27, and then we're going to come get you. The little, yeah, notoriously the little Irish lady. <laughs> from the ring. She looks like an Irish lady. Anyway, what were Robert Johnson's last words, Ben? I don't know, mate. I don't write the script. I was looking at the 27 Club, if I'm honest. Well, yeah, it's interesting, the 27 Club. It is. I... A lot of really famous... I think uh, Kurt Cobain was in the 27 Club. Yes, he was. But the thing is, is nobody knows why they took this turn. They got everything they wanted. Kurt Cobain talks about in some of his... Uh, uh, documentaries that all he wanted to do was be in a rock band. When he got everything he wanted, it's like, why would you do something like this? And Kirk Bain, if you if you've never listened to any of his solo albums, he's got some great like experimental tapes to listen to. Yeah, he is amazing. It's it's honestly that's a tragic loss of talent. I think. I think it is. Yeah, you... I think I think a lot of these are. But then again, you've got to ask yourself: Is it? Was it? Could it be their talent? Well, I think a lot of it's that kind of like. Was it hell sent? Young kind of was it hell sent, not heaven sent? Maybe, but I just think like you know, you look at what Nirvana did, you look at what like Amy Winehouse went through and then did, and I think a lot of it is just kind of it is live fast, die young. It's could it be more beneficial if they if, if instead of saying they tried to make you go through you and she went yeah yeah yeah, mm. probably I don't know. She should have said yeah 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 to rehab, but like. You know, there's a lot of things with Amy Winehouse where, and obviously being very careful around the topic again, like, mm. it obviously, all signs point to it being kind of self-induced, but I think it went it, through a lot in private. and She did, but the thing is, is you, cannot, you cannot take away that supernatural sort of eeriness about the, about the, the age, you know what I mean? You couldn't statistically you couldn't prove that you know what i mean it's like 27 boom 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 all phenomenal all 
geniuses in their art. And that's why you got to ask the question, why these mumble rappers from Spotify get to things like 28? And it's because they're not good. This is the thing. This is the thing. So, what were Robert Johnson's last words? I did write the script, so I will tell you. While it's unknown precisely... (laughs) (laughs) This is like the zombie challenge. It's unknown precisely what killed uh, Johnson. He also suffered from an ulcer, which may have contributed to his death, unless he was in our day and age, and then it would have been COVID-related. Falling... Before being laid to rest in a pine box, Johnson's final words was, I pray that my Redeemer will come and take me from my grave. Now, related words for Redeemer, like rescuer, deliverer, liberator, Jesus of Nazareth, survivor, good shepherd, Christ, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Now, what Robert Johnson was trying to do in many, many, many ways was to try and redeem his soul. Yes. But again, like, ever the sceptic, I'm going to have to say, like, that isn't an uncommon thing for people with a Christian belief that have done any kind of wrongdoing. of course not. Is your deathbed, essentially, is that place to kind of be like, sorry. Yeah. You know, you're not going to bust out the shaggy, it wasn't me. You're going to say, it was me, didn't mean to do it. Yeah. When I'm on my deathbed, I'm going to start lifting everything that I broke as a child. Yeah. And always said, I didn't do that. I'm going to be like, you know that statue of Winston Churchill we've got? I did that. Just so you know, hopefully none of your family listen to this podcast. Well, for starters, that one genuinely wasn't me. Uh-huh. Like, Until your deathbed. Genuinely, that one wasn't. I know who broke it. Yeah. I won't say his name. No, your brother, your brother doesn't want you to do that. No. <laughs> but you are correct. <laughs> Luckily for you, I've forgotten your brother's name already. Tom. What? Thomas George Edward Owen. The Churchill destroyer. <laughs> the destroyer of Churchill. I'm not saying he's unpatriotic or everything, but like it was just a it was just a childhood accident. <laughs> like but, wet in the bed. But he was he was shouting things about how he could have handled World War Two better <laughs> when he when he broke it. Wow. <laughs> and again, another example of demonic possession. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was also chanting backwards. So. <laughs> exactly. And, <laughs> and floating. His eyes were red. Anyway. Track three. The deal with the devil. Now, a crossroad demon is typically summoned by burying a container of ritual items, including a photograph of the summoner. Mm-hmm. Picture of your brother, a graveyard dirt, a black cat bone, and a, <laughs> and a and a yarrow at the centre of the crossroad. How did Robert Johnson get any of these things? Well, I mean, obviously, you know, black cats existed when Robert Johnson was a young man. Photography existed when Robert Johnson was but a young man. I think it's worth remembering there were only two existing photos of Robert Johnson. Yeah, because he buried them. One of them. Yeah, but he only had two. One, <laughs> one's on the one's on the front cover of this bloody CD that I've got, and the other one's in in, in the the, the, the only copy of it. Yeah, well, <laughs> digitally digitally remastered for your help. Now, oh man, what happens now? I hear you cry. Well, the demon will appear, taking a form that will fo- uh, that that will fall in the summoner's liking. So, for instance. 
somebody that he could relate to, somebody he'd be happy to talk to. So in my case, like Spider-Man's going to appear. Like, what's up? <laughs> I'm Spider-Man. No, but you're not going to... <laughs> and I've come from hell. You're not going to... You're not going to... You're not going to rock up, age looking like, you know, something crazy. <laughs> Spider-Man would be crazy, to be fair. Hey, listen, I'm, you probably get Venom knowing you. Yeah. A deal can probably be done. Jared Letter. <laughs> Until exactly. So the demon, as I said, demon will appear, taking the form, uh, taking the form of, 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 you know, that somebody will, uh, you know, be comfortable in seeing, have a lightning, uh, a liking to, and a deal can be done, uh, trading in whispers of the soul of a minor wish. I would like to buy a really good guitar playing skill. My name is Robert Johnson. Is that how it happened? <laughs> a, a, a little bit. Yeah, no, not I at hate all. whispering on the podcast because no. I'm looking at it there and I don't think it picked it up. So there's going to be a big bit of silence. Just a bit of silence because you have, to, you, have to, you have to get all Ben on that situation. I'm only kidding. We love Ben. Now, the wish is not, is not as strong as, as a true wish and cannot alter reality, but can give, can give wealth, power, items, or change emotions. I say just... Go to the cave of riches and find Robin Williams's genie. Yeah, and that would be more beneficial to everyone. I don't know anybody hasn't said that. Yeah, I'd like to be the king of hell. Yeah, try and take my soul now. Oh, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah, you know. Anyway, the deal is often between one year and up to 10 years, depending on the strength of the wish and the purity of the wish's soul. Now I'll go to Ben's question. I have a question. Yeah. Um, what are the rules with this wish? And could I say, hello, devil, I want guaranteed passage into heaven. No. Why? Because your soul would belong to the devil. But what I've sold my soul for is a guarantee that my soul will get to live in heaven. But you know, as a Christian, all you need to do is repent on your deathbed. You can be a little twat all your life. But I'm thinking in this situation, Sean, that if I'm saying this, for the devil, it's going to be like, when I was a kid, I sponsored a prairie dog mm. at Twycroft Zoo. So maybe for him, it's going to be like, he's sponsoring my soul. That is guaranteed passage into heaven. Did you get like a little cuddly Ben and little, little notes on yeah. how you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> little, little newsletter. Ben's done really well today. Every <laughs> month they'll be like, Ben's finally learned to swim and he's now swimming in the the river of living water. I feel that I feel that the devil might be like, oh, got another one. <laughs> that I'll be the first person to make him go away to be like. Just, I can't be bothered. Let's be fair. I don't think you are. I think it's like the people that ring up We Buy Any Car and go, Did you buy, did you buy Corgi cars? I've got, I've got a whole box full. I could, I could get the devil to leave me alone, I think. I reckon you could because you are the skeptic crusader. I would speak in riddles. Absolutely. <laughs> you can have my soul if you can solve this riddle. Now, now, here's the weird thing about selling your soul, though. A pure soul is worth... I'm sorry, a pure, a pure soul is worth more... And the contract will be shorter. That makes no sense, does it? So it's worth more to the to the demon because the pure soul is something that would have gone to heaven anyway. So it's a quick win. Uh -huh. So that's why the contract is shorter. 
so the semen can have it faster. You said semen and not demon. I said the demon. <laughs> That's because you keep... Mate, you're flashing a light in my eye. <laughs> right, so give me this. Just let Ben get his, get his laugh on. Right, the so demon. The, the demon, yes. A darker soul might send, might send more souls to the demon or cause more pain so they get longer contract. So if I was a terrible, terrible person and then made a deal with the devil, yeah. he might be like, hey, you can, you can be the best at Fortnite. You're the best. For like 10 years. But if I have a really good soul, he's going to be like, so what, you can be the best at Fortnite for five years and then you'll die. So do you go to, do you go to church every Sunday? Every Sunday? And do I? I don't know. Do so my deal's going to be longer than your deal. Ugh. You'll be like, yeah, I want to be rich. What do you mean I'm only rich for 10 minutes? <laughs> Come on. I want to get a HelloFresh sponsorship. Now this, <laughs> this here, my man, this here answers your question. If the demon is summoned, but no deal is made, this might anger the demon. And he could go for the kill to gain your soul anyway. Well, then I'd be there like, hey, look, I'm not interested. And Jesus, I'm really, really sorry. And the devil's going to be like... <laughs> And I'm dying, I'm bleeding out. And I think we should go, but he didn't hear my prayers. I think we should go and just, just, just stand by some crossroads. Just, but... just tenacious deer. Just, you know, this is the greatest and, <laughs> and best song in the world. Demon. And he said, <laughs> Please, you're the best song in the world. I'll eat yourself. Me and Carl looked at each other. <laughs> Me and little Ben. Okay. And we played the first thing that came to world. Just so happened to be the best song in the world. It was the best song in the world. And look at my eyes. to see one and one makes you. We've gone far past 10 seconds there. But I mean, that would be the most epic part of the episode. Can you imagine, can you imagine recreating that? What are you doing? Well, we don't actually have somebody that will dress up as a devil. All his friends go to church. He rolls here. We figured, we figured, let's do the real thing. Oh, and while you're here, can we get a record deal? Uh, yeah, Look, Ben's dead in 10 minutes, you're dead in a week. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But I mean, you know, it is time to address uh, where this fits on the supernatural supernaut scale, Ben. Mm -hmm. And where do you think this rates, my man? Okie doke. So. Okie doke. Okey you couldn't get any more Flanders if you tried, could you? I could. I could say Oakley Doakley. Oakley Doakley. So, here are the things to address. I think, one, you've swayed me a little more in terms of this time round, like it's our first time really doing a particular like, case study. Yeah. You haven't just been like, hey, we're going to look at the whole of zombies. Correct. We're, we're zoning in on one case. Uh, and obviously, I already have a kind of belief in demons. Mm hmm. I'm. I would say, um, like, I think I know where I'm going to put it. Okay. This time. Normally, I'm a bit of a struggle, or I'm plain as day, like. Oh. So just to go over to any new listeners, supernatural super not scale between one and three puts it on the super not scale. That means nothing supernatural about this at all. You don't believe it. The super normal scale is a four till seven. So that means, like, yeah, maybe, but also, like, there's other explanations for this. Yeah, if, you, if I had more content, maybe you'd yes. say. And a supernatural is an 8 to 10, which is, holy cow, take my money. 
<laughs> well, let me tell you, my pockets are empty, so give me your money. So am I. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm gonna put it at an eight this week. Wow. Which I think is potentially the second highest. So demonic possession. Oh wait, no, because so demonic possession was a ten. Mm-hmm. Krampus and Santa was a ten. And this is an eight. Just because I think like. One thing that I reckon you thought I was going to say in this episode that I haven't, and mm. I will say now, is it's very possible in this time that no one heard anything from him that he just went and learned guitar. <laughs> I mean, he went away for a year, so yeah. Yeah, and so, like, I think that is, that's the only reason I'm not, like, I'm sold on this idea of making a deal with the devil. I think that can be done, but I think in this situation, he's he's at an eight. Okay. Uh, do you know what? I'll take that. I'll take an eight. I'll take an eight from the Skeptic Crusader every day. I mean, that means that as long as I do podcasts about demons, I have got a believer in Bethan. I think Sean's actually made a deal with the devil that he has to make so many podcasts with demons. <laughs> I think Ben's made a deal with the devil. He sent me an email yesterday with the next 48 podcasts on it. It's not writing. I feel we've got a really good plan coming up. I'm excited for the point that we like get to the end of this yeah. plan. Because, so, like, I'm not going to address too much, but, like, that we've got months left of this podcast before yeah. we even start to run out of ideas. 100%. But the one segment where ideas don't come easy and I have to steal other people's sayings and things is my favourite segment of all. You read it here first. Track Sean, four. Welcome back to my segment of the podcast. Now, you look- read it here first. How are you feeling to be back? I'm, you know, I'm going to be honest with you, Ben. I'm feeling a little bit kind of apprehensive on these ones because you also want to do a podcast where it's all... Well, not even a podcast. You want to do this on YouTube where it's me just sort of answering questions about the paranormal and testing me there and then. And again, the only thing I don't like about this section is you don't give me a chance to sort of look into what you're looking at. These are just questions, stories. It's interesting. But it's also, it's made by people who seem to have put about one minute's thought into, like, writing a comment on a Reddit post. So you only get that much time. Yes, to... everyone. Um, now, most weeks, I'm going to give you three. This week, and for the next three weeks, potentially it's going to be four. And that's because I've also picked some special little things that I'll talk about soon. But we're going to begin... Why don't you tell me these? You know what? I, I do something. I send it to you. Because this is the secret segment. They named the story Boy. And their name is Nerd of Time. Sir. So, are you ready? Yeah. This isn't so much a scary story as an interesting one. For the first couple of years of my life, my mum was a ghost hunter. I was around seven or I was around six or seven, and we were visiting a friend's house that we knew we had a history of paranormal activity. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna pause them at this point. Because they've said for the first couple of years of my life, but they're six or seven, which is, correct me if I'm wrong, six or seven years of someone's life. (laughs) But they continue. All the kids were in the playroom fighting over the yoga ball, which for some reason we all loved. The adults came back and they gave us McDonald's, so we all moved to the kitchen to eat. While I was eating, I heard the yoga ball bouncing in the other room. A quick look around the kitchen shows that everyone was there. I got curious and went to the other room. I saw a boy around 16 or 17 playing with the ball, just bouncing it up and down. It was weird because it seemed like he was I could see through him 
and he was wearing what looked like vintage clothes. Upon hearing me, he looked over, smiled at me, waved, and faded away like he'd never been there. I went back to the other room and I told the others. The owner of the house explained that they knew a spirit was there and that he loved the yoga ball. We went all around on... What? Who doesn't like yoga? We we all went on as normal and I never saw the boy again. But we had multiple more experiences of the ball moving on its own. Believe me or not, this is an experience I will never remember. That's what they put. I think they meant never forget. (laughs) (laughs) Well, look, I mean, everybody likes yoga. I like strawberry yogurts. I like, you know, vanilla yogurts. Uh Where is this going? I'm just making a yogurt joke. Um, Right, okay. So, um, so his mum's a paranormal investigator, um, and she's... Yes, but she hasn't brought this spirit in the spirit predates them lives in no 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 no. but what i would say is that this is something that i would find at, at, at the age of eight seven or eight it's something seven so whatever i find it very strange that the mum wouldn't be all on this particular house um yes uh you know apparitions uh dating back depending on how old the house is um have been connected to um sort of uh, properties have, has, has been been there for years. I mean, we look at the Conjuring too, with the, the house in, in you know in the UK. Yeah, these are things that I think are um, you know are not necessarily out of the realm of of reality. Yeah, um, I find. Are you taking issue with a paranormal story? I do. Listen, oh. right? Listen, if. If it was just like I ran to my mum and mum were like, don't be stupid, brother, right? Then I'd get it. But if mum's a paranormal investigator, there should be more to this story where the mum's going. Well, they they talked to the owner of the the previous owner of the house to uh-huh. find more out about it. Okay, so they did investigate it. Yeah. Okay, well that's fine then. That's fine then. But I'm thinking in finally like voicing the story out loud that potentially she was a paranormal investigator for the first couple of years of his life and then stopped being a paranormal investigator. And so this is five years of her not being a Ghostbuster anymore. Right, okay. I do have an issue with this story, though, before I ask you where you rate it on the Supernatural Supernaut scale. Okay. Which is, they're fighting over this yoga ball. They speak to the previous owner of the house. And the previous owner's like, yeah, he loves the yoga ball. How long, why does the yoga ball predate them being in the house? Um, a lot of, a lot of children's spirits to tend to attached to uh, objects that they can move. Oh, so you think the owner kept it in the house for them to yeah. appease the spirit? Indeed, so. Okie doke. Because sometimes you can you, you can move something out of the house and it can make it can make for a negative experience. Whereas sometimes you can, not all spirits need to be covered. Well, it's like taking the baby off a dummy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, or, or the or, or the dummy off the baby because. Taking the baby out the dummy oh, yeah. is just just child well, abuse. I'm taking the baby off the dummy isn't like weeding them off the dummy. Well, yeah, of course, yes. <laughs> good, um, good comeback. So, where do you rate this on the supernatural super not scale? So the story's not uncommon. I don't rate. I don't think that. He, I think he's exaggerated his experience. Mm-hmm. But I think the story, the story didn't look at him, smile, wave, and fade away. Uh, they don't normally fade away. If if they know that somebody can can speak to them, what they tend to try to do is either try to make more contact, um, or try to um interact in some way. Yeah. 
Um, so the, the, like the, throw the, the ball at the kid. There's, there's, <laughs> there's just sort of parts of this story that either he's forgot because he was so young, yeah, or he's exaggerated to make for a better story. Yes. Okay. So in the fact of that particular story, I will go eight because I believe these experiences do happen. I lived in a haunted house when I was younger. Yeah. So I totally believe that. I just don't know whether his story has been exaggerated for Reddit. Cool. Well, I really want to get you to a point where you're like, this is a super nut. You did it, obviously, with the fart story last week. Um, but now I've got a genuine supernatural experience that I think potentially you might think is a super nut. Okay, I'm Are you ready? I'm ready. So, it's a 10 now, just for that. I love this. And this is one where I also give the comment that I think is hilarious. Okay. So, I was biking... Da- oh, wait, they're called Rambo-15. They're called what? Rambo-15. People of Reddit, please, what's wrong? So. Get help. I was biking down a country road I used to live on. Yeah. I think I was eight or nine, and on my way home, I saw this small humanoid-looking being run across a road from one crop field into a cornfield. The only details I could make out, and I still vividly remember, was that it was completely covered in yellow from neck to feet. I think it had green on its head. I told my mom about it, and all she could come up with was something about Cabbage Patch Kids. (laughs) Never saw that thing again, but I still think about it from time to time. And then they they put an edit saying it was the size of a small child about 50 feet away. Okay. So this is a cornfield? Yes. Okay. So... So it ran from a cornfield to to a... Well, it ran from a crop field to a cornfield, so probably from, like... Wheat or barley. Did they check for a crop circle? They were riding on their bike, so I don't think they stopped. I think they just saw it. Okay. Um, don't know the name of the film, but well done in watching the film. Um, there is a film where the lady is driving a um a four by four, and this thing runs across from one field to the other. I want to say it signs with uh-huh. Mel Gibson, but the story is very, 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 very familiar. There are stories of um, um, aliens that yeah. have that have that are going out looking uh, for abduction people. Blah, blah, for blah. sure. But <clears throat> my issue with this particular story is it's very close to a movie. Uh-huh. Um, you mean like the werewolf one that you pitched to me? Not at all. Not all. Not all. <laughs> but the the other issue that I have with this story is he's riding his bike. Mm-hmm. She or she's riding a bike. You know, you've got some. You've got, you've got, you've got a little bit of um, dizziness in your head because you're cycling. You can, if you if you're going up there, you know the road's not smooth. Yeah. Okay. It could quite literally have been maybe some glare from the eye. Obviously, some maybe some sweat dripping down. I'm gonna go with a seven. A seven? Huh? Oh, interesting. Uh, I'm gonna tell you now the the comment that was left that I thought was really funny. Um. This was left by feeling the inspectors. And they commented, Mum, what was that? I don't know, probably a Teletubby or some shit. (laughs) And I just thought that was quite funny. I've got two more stories. Do it. So, story number one. Well, number three. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is left by... Oh, this one also has a comment. This was literally left by someone you'll be happy to know. It's just called Abby. Well done, Abby. First of all, Abby... Well done. Whoever you are on Reddit, it's your name. 
Well done. You'd be happy to know they're called Steve. No, they're, they're genuinely called Appy. Appy? Abby. So. Appy, so, Abby. They say super minor compared to the rest of this thread. That's how they begin it. Okay. <laughs> I know what's coming in the story and it's fun. Night before Thanksgiving three years ago, I was across the country at my parents, driving back to theirs with my now wife from a friend's house. As we draw near, there is some type... Go on. Abby. Well done. Carry on. Well done on what? I just thought she's got a normal name. I can't believe that somebody in Reddit... I've had so much Reddit stories, and it's like Pimple Popping Frog Lord... Zulu, crazy eyed yeah, John Jimmy. You do get these weird ones. So, I want to know what your name is on Reddit. Two demons, one host. Well done. <laughs> As we draw near, there is some type of bundle in the middle of the road. Which, for starters, you should never, if you see a bundle in the middle of the road, go round because normally you're going to get robbed. Yeah. Well, we carry on. I stopped and I put, uh, wait. Hold on. I stopped and I pulled off to move it. It's not easy reading live, is it? Well, for the, I the line cuts off. I, I stopped and pulled off. Same. And I was like, yeah. Don't just, then, don't just don't justify the mistakes I make. Now they're saying they stopped to pull the the cover off and move it, uh, and it turned out to be a barred owl that got clipped by a car. Long story short, I spend the rest of that night getting the owl into a puppy cage, Aww. gave it some food and water, and the next day dropped it off at a wildlife rescue center. I got home the next week, all the way across the other side of the country, New Jersey to Oregon. I stopped outside, and there was a barred owl sitting on my fence watching me. It was gone by the time I got back, but now I know I'm straight with all owls. So this person... Has helped one owl. Now, this isn't quite supernatural, but I thought it was a super story and it was about nature. Um, and so they formed a bond with all American owls. Right. How do you feel about that? Yeah. Yeah? Where, where'd you rank it? One. One. <laughs> it's not supernatural, is it? But I mean, look, there are. It was super and it was about nature. But look, well done, for sa- well done for saving the owl. Absolutely, you know, I tip my hat to you, but it's not like you can walk down, down the street and see a couple of owls going, what's happening? It was just an owl that was in your vicinity. It, 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 it is what it is. But listen, I mean, one, you are my favourite Reddit person because even. My own co-host doesn't have his own name. I do on one of them. I have of mice and Ben is one of my accounts. Right. My account for all the supernatural doings is two demons, one host. I'm not even allowed on Reddit in case I pick up any of these stories. That's the thing. Well, you could go on it, but you couldn't look at supernatural things. Well, that's the only thing I'd look at. Yeah. So I'm not allowed. Stay off it for your own good. Okay. But, so it, there's two comments to this one that I thought were really funny. Um. So the first one says, when the owls rise up, and they will... <laughs> you'll be okay. Yeah, you'll be fine. I looked into this person's profile a bit, and they firmly believe that the owls are rise Like, it's not a thing that started when this person posted a comment. No, no, they've it's, been... This person's been saying it they have for been, ages. They have been tweeting about it for years. Yeah, redditing. Tweeting. Uh, but then Tweet Hero does reply to Tweet Hero. Saying, Hey, Jeff, I visited the guy who saved you. Got a close look at him. Don't want to accidentally shoot him when we take over the world. <laughs> um so that was that was the response to that. Now I'm just uh I'm gonna queue up my next story. I didn't take this one off um off Reddit. So, okay. 
<clears throat> oh wait, I had another one I wanted to tell you as well, but I won't tell you that one yet. Okay. Um, While are you queuing that up? I want to know what the fox is called, so I'm going to walk over and find out. What the what? Oh, he's looking at. It's called Freddy, I think. There's a toy fox on this shelf that Sean has gone and look at. It's called Freddy. Born on the twelfth of May. Okay, so over the next three months, I'm going to chronicle to you the story of a boy and a poltergeist. Okay, I like poltergeist. Are you excited? I'm actually really quite excited, yeah. So, Minty Socks 101 posts, Can a ghost grab and pull you? Question mark. Yes. Well, you don't need to answer. I just did. they answer. So, <laughs> they go on to say, I live in a fairly old house, built around 1850? There's a question mark. And lived here basically my whole life. My family and I have always joked that it's haunted. We affectionately named our poltergeist Mr. Pickford. Good name. After the moving company we used when we moved in. My whole life, things have been odd. Typical bumps and creaks in the night. Things go missing, hearing footsteps when I'm alone in the house. Strange, but nothing that can't be explained. By the old house and our three cats. Recently, though, I've been encountering things that are a little harder to explain, and I feel I'm losing my mind to paranoia and superstition. Things that I or my dad use regularly have been vanishing for days or weeks at a time, only to reappear back in their usual spot, with no warning. The creaks and groans at night don't only happen when it's windy outside like they used to. I could chalk all this up to the three cats growing restless in the cold winter months, since they won't go outside as much when it's cold. Mm. I can't blame the distinct feeling of being tugged at, on a cat when my door is being shut tight and the cats aren't here with me. Around 20 minutes ago at the time of writing, roughly 2.55am, I was happily dozing off to sleep when I felt something like that feeling of falling you sometimes get. Except instead of falling down, it felt like I was falling horizontally towards the end of my bed. That is also commonly known, Sean, as being pulled, but they don't say that. Uh, it was only for half a second, but it felt like I was being tugged upon by my left ankle. Obviously, I snapped wide awake, and much to my horror, I thought I saw something, a pale smudge across my vision. I have no idea if it's my eyes playing tricks, being blurry and watery, and catching the light, or if it's good old Mr. Pickford really looming over my right side. Either way, some advice on what actually flip-flops did I just... What? Oh, what the actual flip-flops did I just experience would be lovely because I'm full of adrenaline after that rude awakening and have no idea what actually happened. And then they do add a long edit, but I'll get your thoughts and then I'll read that edit and see if it's worth me going into. Okay. So you explain what you think. Um. <clears throat> so, para paranormal when it comes to poltergeist. Well, poltergeist are normally attached to... Um negativity in the house um so there could be somebody in the house that is suffering from depression so it would be good to know his backstory well he goes on to mention it would you like to hear what he says well yes why don't you prove me right uh, bah, 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 bah. so oh, Riley, then. Uh, he says there's been a lot more funky stuff going on than i initially noticed and it might be connected i might sound like a deranged conspiracy theorist but oh well firstly hours after being tugged at the power went Still hasn't come back. Do I blame Mr. Pickford for this? No. I blame the 90-mile-an-hour 90, 90 winds we had, but I can't help but feel there's some slight connection somewhere. 
Maybe the high winds put in me and my dad on edge somehow gave Mr. Pickford some more energy. I read that negativity can make some beings stronger, and I can say that my household has plenty of negativity. We're all stressed, depressed, and thoroughly burnt out here. Continuing on the negativity train of thought, the spooky happenings happen most when my household is restless. I vividly remember many instances of things being moved and going missing when I was much younger, around four to eight, and my parents hadn't yet got divorced. But it all happened. It all calmed down when the divorce was settled and my mum moved out. We used to joke that she took Mr. Pickford with her, but now I feel like he just calmed down because we calmed down. Maybe I'm just making up conversations that don't connections that don't exist. Who knows? Hmm. Uh. Well. Maybe. Maybe. Um. I mean, paranormal when it comes to uh, poltergeist, it really kind of depends on the attachment. I mean, sometimes a poltergeist won't you know resist and you know go away sometimes it will just continue to feed off that uh, negative energy and continue to make you feel the way that uh, you should feel but um on that one because i had i have experienced um poltergeist i have experienced um, a haunted house i have experienced the uh, the negativity that it can bring I would give that, I genuinely would give that a nine mm-hmm. so far, so far, because I'm sure there's a lot more of that story for us to cover at some point, but I, and we're covering Poltergeist soon anyway, so I'm really excited about it because it is one of my favourite episodes. Yes, and um, I'm also like, I'm going to keep my eye on Minty Fox 101's Reddit, mm. and I'm going to see every time they update us on Mr. Pickford, um, so I'm really excited to hear more about that, but we're coming in at 57 minutes, which is, wow. I think, our longest episode now. It is our longest episode, but you know what? I'll be honest with you. I really enjoyed this one. I mean, I, I love I love the story of Robert Johnson. I love the story of the, you know, the 27 Club. The The Crossroad Demon is 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 one of my favourite um, paranormal um, subjects. So I, I apologise and say sorry, not sorry, Ben. Yeah, sauce, guys. Anyway, so... Next episode, we are going to be talking about UFOs, which is going to introduce, I think there's, so there's this UFO episode, and then a bit later down the line, we'll be doing a string of alien episodes, so if you're here for that, then uh, make sure to follow the podcast, but in the meantime, just follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and please leave us a review on whatever app you listen to us on, it really does help us out, it helps a lot of people to discover us and uh, following and liking our Instagram and our Facebook and sharing those posts. That really helps too. Make sure you tell a friend about the podcast. Maybe even tell your nan. Get her to give it a listen. Um, Maybe your nan knows Robert Johnson. Maybe she does. Uh, If you do have any feedback, a supernatural story, or a topic that you want covering, anything at all, please email us at dusktillshawnpod at gmail.com. That's dusktillshawnpod at gmail.com. So that is goodbye from me. And that's goodbye from me.